daring adventurers, dastardly villains, and dangerous climbs. This is Brutal Critical. Welcome back to Brutal Critical, everyone. I'm your illustrious DM, Michael Merritt. We are back from our Thanksgiving break and the amazing adventures of the Tiny Terrors. We are back <laughs> to our regularly, regularly scheduled programming. So joining me, as per the usual, are my stalwart adventurers. Playing Fluster Delir, we have Sam Capic Making decisions without a single thought. That's wow. If that could summarize this entire campaign. <laughs> Playing Stigander Erlingson, we have Gordon Proctor. At least you made a decision. Mm, that's true. A decision needed to be made. Mm-hmm. Playing your Anna Ravern, we have Savannah Merritt. Using her brain, and it almost got her killed. <laughs> And once again, joining us is our special guest playing Angie Taylor. We have the indomitable Nikki Reynolds. Indomitable. I like that. Mm, Good word, Mike. Welcome back, everybody. Hope we had a good little break. We had a little little fun one-shot adventure, but we got to kind of spend the week with family and stuff. And so we're back. Uh, fresh off the combat that almost ended Yora's life again. Where her brain almost got replaced by an intellect devourer. Sucks, doesn't it? I hope someone out there is making a list of all the different ways we've almost died. There's... Mm. <laughs> I'm sure Mike's already made a list. Let's see... There's evisceration, conflagration, defenestration, uh, defenestration, owl explosion, owl explosion, spontaneous uh, combustion, falling. No fancy word for that one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> falling Victims into the underdark. Gravity. <laughs> Gravitation. Tentaculation. Gesticulation. Undulation. Undulation. (laughs) I just really wanted to say undulation. (laughs) Y'all are just saying Asian words now. That's not. (laughs) Transformation. We need to prove that we're kind of smart because we we don't have the best track record with making decisions. And people are, are we proving to think... it to ourselves or our listeners? And people are Even in the bottle episode. <laughs> How did we screw that? Oh, oh John would have killed you guys if you'd been the wrong sort. <laughs> that would have been so rude. <laughs> yeah, We're all just very hanging rude. out around a fire and John kills us. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, by the way, I don't like you guys, but... Yeah. Mm. Thanks. Looks like uh, 
Commander Morin was wrong. Splack! That would make me unhappy. So, last episode, you guys got into quite the rousing combat against uh, two carrion crawlers and just an absolute shitstorm of intellect devourers. A, a rowdy battle ensued. Pistols were fired. Skulls were cleaved. Intellect devourers were turned against one another. Brains were suplexed. <laughs> and uh, Yora almost lost her life again. Always the damsel in distress, Yora. <laughs> That's what happens when you roll low and you're in when you're leveling up. You only have 24 HP, and then everything is a deadly encounter. (laughs) Just remember, you're more fragile than the rogue. Which is saying something. So, Yora got some rest in the camp, and everybody kind of just hunkered down for the night in the fancy camps, taking showers and uh, eating nice warm food. And each had a tent to their own. Is rested while a plume of black smoke eked into the sky on the horizon. And that's where we find our adventurers the next day. Waking up uh, in the perpetual twilight of Icewind Dale. Yora, your intelligence has returned to its normal stat. You had a long rest. Yeah, and the rest of you, uh, magic naps. You guys are at full health. Everybody's at full health. Yora, you do have a level of exhaustion. Ah. Oh. Because of your your brain. <laughs> yes, and fair the, enough. And the, and the crystal that be attacking it. And or granting you telepathy. So does do our magic naps apply to mental health also? No, you're, for that you're gonna need counseling. <laughs> oh. The therapy, everybody. <laughs> Where can you find a counselor out here in the tundra? No, you cannot sleep off your trauma. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm not gonna try. <laughs> Watch me. I don't know if out in Icewind Dale I can find a uh, a therapist within my network. <laughs> Does BetterHelp have have service up there? How can we? <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I don't know. Stand on on top of the Karakonig for that. <laughs> yeah. Just hold your cell phone. And hold up. your cell phone up. Hi, I'm, Margaret. I'm feeling today's not great. <laughs> Are you available? Margaret, I need your help. Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys awaken to a bustling camp being broken down as the intrepid scientists begin to move out towards their destination, the crashed ship of the Illithid. You guys can take it away. Uh, it's far too early late for all this activity. Early late. Nora <laughs> <laughs> Steg, you two awake? My brain hurts. Why does your brain hurt? It's 
was bear, and then not, and then bear, and then not, for an hour. <laughs> yeah, you've got like a... Because yeah, he, he wandered off with the as the bear last yeah, night. Yeah, you've got a headache, definitely. Yeah, like a hangover, kind of. But and your hormones are all kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your hair is longer this morning. And it's that oh. kind of dirty blonde uh, color. Your beard and your hair are kind of like a dark, dark blonde. Almost tawny. Take a moment to touch his face and his head. Like, Yeah, you're getting like a shadow. Like, not, I mean, blonde doesn't really shadow, but you get what I mean. Like, you're getting yeah, like, yeah. A f- it's starting to grow. The hair on your head is actually like, you can run your fingers through it. A little bit. How luxurious. <laughs> yeah. It is far more unsettling to look at a hairy Goliath than I thought it would be. <laughs> Spag, there's rich men in Waterdeep that would pay a fortune for whatever you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Miss <laughs> Taylor, nice to see you. Hi. Yeah, I'm about to go fix and or tune up the professor's wheelchair before we go. But is everybody packed and ready? I think so. We tend I don't think we really unpacked our sled all that much. <laughs> no, we didn't. No. We just kinda That's fair. And see the actuators are acting up again. I know, hold on. Come out, me. Wheeling uncontrollably throughout the camp. It's just it's going backwards and taking a perpetual right turn. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> this is not smashing! <laughs> he just runs after halfway chuckling, also kind of just like... Help me! What is the opposite <laughs> of smashing? <laughs> <laughs> and as the camp kind of unfolds, Lord Corvinus is packing up his things. No, good morning. And the rest of the uh, the dwarves are all saddling up like big rigs and stuff covered in packs and supplies and everything in these big backpacks uh, and they're getting ready to start marching south please tell me that the the bags are bigger than they are oh by far oh that's uh, that yeah good. I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question since it's dangerous should we have a small group go ahead of all of the scientists and their guards just to make sure there's no large threats on the horizon as we approach the uh, ship well it's my honest opinion uh, as Mr. Bone Jangles sidles up to the group carrying nothing but a small backpack scared the shit out of push I think that uh, a scouting party would do this group uh, very, very good. Yeah. I think you should uh, go scout on ahead because these scientists are going to be wanting to crawl all over that ship. And uh, that doesn't jazz with me, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be crawling all over any ship. Makes my bones shake. And he like rattles a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> I think that we're on the same boat here, Mr. Bojangles. But I think we should probably have a party of four as a scouting party instead of just three. 
Well, I can't scout with you. I'm not a scout. What I can do is play off. There was a house in Icewindale. Oh, no. They call it the rising sun. The lights have been out for quite some time. Because there is no sun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and you guys all get you guys all get the Bojangles benefits package, which is kind of like oh. a bardic inspiration. Oh. It's a D eight hey. tad to any roll, and you can do it for the next couple of hours. I'll say eight hours. All right. The D what? Oh. The D8 on usage, but you have it until for the next eight hours. A D8 bardic inspiration. Sure. The bow, Mr. The jangles the bone jangles, the bone jangles benefits bone package. jingle. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, I'm going also to go first time I've sang on stream before. That's interesting. Nice. <laughs> Let's go. I'm gonna yeah. go fetch uh, Miss Angie and see if she's interested in being in the scouting party. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go find some breakfast. Does anybody have any toenails they need clipped? He walks uh, off. Uh, <laughs> what? Twister walks away a little faster. Do fast bones now. eat toenails? <laughs> <laughs> do, do skeletons Is eat that keratin for sustenance? <laughs> Is that what happens? Is that where the waste from pedicures go? <laughs> I don't I don't know. You're oh. gonna. That's a mystery. You're gonna have to solve another day. Uh, donate to your local skeleton housing fund today. <laughs> it's a reason to turn in that jar of toenail clippings that I have. Finally. Yeah. The look on Sav's face. <laughs> nope. 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 Absolutely not. Could you imagine how that would smell? Um. No, I would rather not. Anyway. <laughs> Angie, would you care to come with uh, Stagyor and myself to scout ahead, just to make sure the way is safe? Sure. I feel like we could probably That's... use a sciency type who knows what's up and can also take <laughs> care of themselves. I like the thing. So, Professor, you think you'll be all right without me for a bit? <laughs> I'll be fine. I'm just going to scribble in my notes and follow the train. You know. All right. I think your chair should be fine for now, so... My old gal is acting up. It's ridiculous. Just spins in place. <laughs> I'll be fine. No, uh, I'm Here, hold I'm on. Let me, let me, let me fix. Throw Chris. up. <laughs> <laughs> Just quit thinking in circles. You'll be all right. No, oh. I'll... I'll, like... I don't know, tighten a bolt or something. <laughs> it stops and uh, and he just looks up at you, makes eye contact, and then just spits up like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little something. See? Fine. <laughs> so you guys are free to set off as a scouting party. You'll be able to move faster than having to follow the dwarf train. Are you setting off on foot? Uh, probably no, on we're going to the sled. There's not enough room on the sled for all four of you. Mm. Oh. Right were you all the scientists, were we all, like, walking? You guys are walking. 
It's because dwarves just like can trudge. So there's it's cheap labor and you don't have to buy a bunch of vehicles. And uh, the crow guy, uh, the the benefactor, he's sitting on top of a dwarf <laughs> on a big backpack no, with a chair on top no. of it, Lincoln Isma style. Oh yeah, yes. Yes. yeah. And he's got like a telescope and like binoculars <laughs> and like an astrolabe for some reason. Oh my he's going, god! Yes, onward. <laughs> this will be quite the adventure. <laughs> well, Thorn gold be- faster. <laughs> bring our basic supplies and probably those snowshoes and snow cleats. Mm-hmm. Angie, you would have snowshoes already. Probably. Like, you're good to go. And those little you've been doing. Spikes, I imagine. Yeah. And so you, you guys can go to your. You guys can go to your sled and grab your gear for on foot travel. What do you yeah. want to do with the sled? Uh, let's so, leave it with the scientists. Okay. What yeah, about the dogs? Tell ghosts to uh, Frost. follow this. Frost. Whatever. Jesus Christ. We've had He's your time. son. He's your dog. We've had him for like 20 episodes now. My boy. <laughs> I, I had Frost in my brain and just ghost escaped my mouth. I'm Ghost. He's Frost. Oh, my other son. Sorry. I'm Michael. <laughs> what are no, you gonna tell, do with the dogs? Uh, just tell Frost to keep an eye on the scientists. Yeah. If you'd like me to roll an animal handling check to see if he understands, like. Oh uh, sure. So speaking of animal handling, I need to roll what skill I have today. What should you do? Oh, nineteen. He gives like what you could discern as a dog nod. Of, of affirmation, and then the uh, the pack of wolf dogs sprints off into the forest with a baying howl. What are you proficient in? Medicine. Oh, that could be useful today. Yeah. Um, hey, Professor, can I take the notebook with us? Uh, Your brother's uh, notebook? Yes, of course. Just be sure to take good care of it. Of course. Bring it back to me. I will. Precious air, but also Stigander Erlingson was it's his notebook technically. <laughs> so I'm not the one to uh he he uh I took it from him, he it's his notebook. That's fair. But it's Did also my it notebook. Did you give it back though? No <laughs> 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 Yeah, Andy, man, take good care of it. Brother's last, last writings. Oh, and maybe it'll help us find Alucard. Oh, maybe. Oh, it would be good. Yes. Oh, poor Alucard. He's probably having a, a horrible time. Horrible. So you guys can set off in your snowshoes, which makes the snow not difficult terrain, just <laughs> regular terrain. Oh, boy. You guys go stomping off with your tennis racket shoes. <laughs> you travel for a few hours, quickly outpacing the caravan uh, into a deep valley within the spine of the world. The spine of the world is the largest mountain range on Toril. 
that would be Toro being the planet. It's a massive uh, mountain range that spans for thousands upon thousands of miles with gigantic peaks that tower far into the sky, uh, reminiscent of Olympus Mons on Mars, to the point where the highest peak is said to stretch beyond the sky itself. It can be considered its own biome and its own nation at points. Uh, many groups have fought for domination of the spine of the world, but it's it's a monster-infested beehive, basically. So uh, there are several known dragons of different types that live here. There are large monsters. There's anything you can think of. The spine of the world is a quite a deep region of lore where we could do an entire campaign there if we wanted to. But we don't. But, but we don't. So you come down between two, va uh, two mountain peaks that rise high above you. I the icy crags catching, slightly catching the sun's rays as it comes up over the horizon in a different land. The plume of smoke has grown thick and oily as it comes up between these two peaks and down inside the valley from atop the hill that you're standing on you can see the crashed ship the ship looks like a like a large mollusk of some sort uh, it has a spiral shell and long spanning tentacles that's that are strewn out into the snow it's very large all over the all over the snow in the surrounding area is this kind of like black splotches that may or may not be like oil or possibly blood uh, as you trudge deeper into the mountain valley there's an eerie glow that kind of pervades the entire area and it betrays the monstrous outline of something stupendous and ominous. So this thing looks like a squid or like a nautilus shell. You guys, everybody know what a nautilus is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an ancient cephalopod uh, from like pre-dinosaur times that still exists today. Uh, it's like a squid that lives in a snail shell, kind of. Yeah. It's got a spirally shell. It's immense this ship it towers above you as you get as you come closer multiple decks and i need someone to who's what's the marching order i'd probably be a little bit ahead of the group a little bit ahead of the main party of the three of them okay fluster make a perception check Boy, oh boy, I hate everything about this. I sure hope Yora doesn't tell me this is the place. <laughs> 16? Okay. You quickly spot movement. And you see two more of those big, nasty, centipede, grub creatures kind of picking out, uh, crawling around at the base of the... at the base of the superstructure of the ship. <laughs> Stealth roll time. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a 25 stealth to make sure they don't spot me. 20, spot them. 
five. Jeez. All right, so you are you are stealth. Uh, they they will not spot you. So what are you gonna do? Your friends are still moving forward. I'm gonna towards you. Start making my way back towards them. Trying to remain yeah. stealth, just so I can let them know that the ship is not uninhabited. Okay. Just uh, as he like sneaks up and like taps Steg on the ankle. Hey. Oh, ah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's some more of those big wormy things down by the ship. <laughs> we should use caution. Ca- oh yes. <laughs> Did you forget what that word meant, Steg? We went over this. I'm going to hurt them. Well, I'm they not were mean no last time. <laughs> I'm not so saying as you won't hurt them, but I'm just saying maybe we should be strategic. So you all approach the superstructure in its it, like within full view now out of the trees and the rocky crags that you were navigating before and it's I mean to put it lightly its size is just mind boggling there's nothing in 10 towns as big as this thing like you could fit the entirety of 10 towns inside this thing I mean the population what yeah the population the population Ow. of ten towns could be in here. And Angie, you know from your just your studies at the uh, academy and as part of the Arcane Brotherhood, you know that this is a an illithid nautiloid dreadnought. A large war and cargo ship. Uh, used by the Mind Flayers in their travels through the uh, Astral Plane and other planes of existence. Okay. Everyone, be careful and uh, look around and keep your eye out because this is a Mind Flayer ship. Hmm, I really don't like the thought of that, but is this the right no. place, Yora? Yora, make a wisdom saving throw. I would love to make a wisdom saving throw. That is ba, 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 a uh, 13. Ah. Oh, no, sorry, a 16. Okay. So even as he says this, a wave of psionic force smashes into you. Uh, and brings you to your knees. A a uh, spear of pain goes from temple to temple. Um, and the sounds of unearthly screeching echoes in your ears. No one else can hear this. Um, and then as, as quickly as it rolls over you and provides you that agony, it's gone, leaving a shadow in its, in its wake. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say this is the fucking place. <laughs> I was the worst one I've had yet, everyone. Well, Can I... Um, uh, that is true. Every time that I'm conscious, we're <laughs> making improvements. <laughs> so this is a normal thing? 
It's a new normal. Yeah. Just a few days. Okay. We found... So we were in uh, Tourmaline, and we found this skull with uh, this stone in it. And Yor will open up the bag to show... To show Angie the 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 mind flayer stone and say, and ever since then, I've been able to read minds, and I'm getting these terrible psionic pangs. I, they're coming from here, for sure. That's a lot. Still not Stag, dramatic. Hundred percent on how we're going to fix it. Stag, make a survival check for me. While you guys are talking. Why? None of your business. 17. Okay. You guys can keep talking. Bye. Can I do a perception check to see if I can pinpoint where that pang came from? Sure. That is a 17. Okay. You can... It definitely came from within the superstructure near the top. Ooh, okay. Well, there must... Angie, do places like this have a cockpit? Do you know? Or like a bridge? Not a lot of studies have been done, Angie. Not Nobody has been on one and survived. And not become a mind flayer. Or become, you know, food. So, presumably, but... <laughs> right. Well, it would make sense, but no one has gone on one and survived, so we don't know. I wish you didn't say that part. <laughs> yeah, that could. You could have left that out. You could have just said, no one's been on one, and I would have believed oh. you wholeheartedly. Stag, as, as they're talking and kind of discussing and yours recovering... Uh, out of the corner of your eye, you see movement. And as you turn to zero in on it, you see the earth nearby is moving in quite at quite an expeditious rate towards the carrion crawlers. And the earth itself is moving towards the carrion crawlers? Yes. And as you as you watch, uh, one of the carrion crawlers freezes and then is yanked under the surface of the earth. Tremors, baby, let's do it. Uh, with a uh. screech and a spurt of, of greenish ichor, and the mound of earth moves away uh, towards the tree line. I don't want to be on the snow anymore. <laughs> I want to be in the ship now, Angie. Would any of us know what that was? Or is he the only one who saw it? He was the only one that saw it. You guys are alerted to the sound of the screeching, but you didn't see what happened. You just know that there's one less carrier crawler. Oh, no. That's weird. I thought there were at least, like, two of them. Maybe they can't There realize? is something inside the ground. It's... Do one more survival check for me, Stig. Eleven. Okay. You feel a slight shifting beneath your feet. Are there any large rocks nearby where I could stand on? It's a clearing. Everything's been cleared out of the way except for the nautiloid itself. Oh, the nautiloid probably cleared it. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh. What's going on? Have I... Can I do an history or an insight check to see what this might be if this is something I've encountered before you could do a nature check right now I like to do, do you want to take the time to do a nature check and study this or do you want to book it well if I book it it's just gonna know exactly where we are it probably knows exactly where you are right now that's a fair point too you don't know what this is so <laughs> I would like to know what this is yeah I'm sure you would. Everyone run. And hey. dash. Oh. If Steg says run, I usually don't take that lightly. <laughs> right? <laughs> and we run. And we run. All right up next to him. And I ran. Steg, I ran so far away. Why are we running? Do you want to be the next carrion crawler? Is that a threat? Yes. Run. <laughs> so, how's everybody running? Where Where is everybody located? Is everybody running next to each other? I just need to know what, what the area looks like. Well, Fester just said he was running up next to me. Yeah, I'll be running So up. you guys are running as a pair. Probably run with Leora. Okay. Yeah, are you guys uh, running yeah, yeah, apart from each other, or is it four breast? Running straight. We're doing two and two, or all four next to each other? I was thinking we're probably going to Yeah, because we were probably standing in a circle. I was showing (laughs) Angie the glowing rock, you know. And then Steg just booked it. (laughs) Run. Run. All right. So, Fwester and Steg, both of you make dexterity saving throws. I can do this thing. Is this against something I can see? No. Okay, that's all right. Doesn't matter. 21. Okay. Let's see, that's going to be a dirty 20. Okay, so both of you sense at just the exact right moment the earth beneath you crumbling and parting. And you both break off in in different directions as the earth erupts and an absolute cavernous maw tries to swallow both of you. Snap shut, you get the... You get the impression of a soulless black eye set into an armored carapace, and then it ducks back beneath the ground. I have a different uh, leaving plan. Leaving a now. furrow. I have a different plan now that I want to do. <laughs> I am going uh, to use a full 90 feet of movement in order to make my way up to the ship to try and find an entrance so that everyone else can run in. Okay. So you're dashing? I'm dashing and using my cunning action dash. Okay, so near the carrion crawler, there is what appears to be a soft spot in the hull. Uh, It's kind of weird, fleshy spot. Uh, There is also a built-in ladder that leads up to the deck above ground on the side. Uh, I'm going to cut open the fleshy part. Okay. And cut a hole in it so everyone can run in through there. Alright, so do a I guess attack it. Do do a do a slicey slice. Alright. Thirteen? That'll hit it. Alright man, it's a wall. Oh, yeah. Unless it's undulating. It's a flesh door, so. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine I get sneak attack damage on a wall. No. No. 
but that's going to be 11 cold damage. Okay, so you're starting to cut through it. Uh, you you set a large gash in it, uh, but it's it's a lot meatier than you thought, and it seems to have like a kind of muscly texture to it. Mm. So it's it's a little bit thicker than than you thought. Angie and Yora, make make dexterity saving throws. Can I use my action to do something similar to Wester? Sure. What are you doing? I can I can throw things. You can throw I'm things. I'm gonna throw my axe at the door. At the door. Or at the thing. Okay. The, the soft spot. Okay. How about a seventeen? Oh, thank That'll you. hit. Please don't hit. That'll me. hit. An extra twenty-three damage. So the axe pipes. goes end end over end and flashes through the uh, the fleshy exterior and disappears inside with a loud clang. And so the opening is accessible. Good deal. So you two make dexterity saving throws. That is a 19. Okay. I don't have anything that will allow me to re-roll, right? You have, the you have Bardic idea. Inspiration. <gasps> okay. Nice. I do... Okay. So roll a d8 and add it to what I just rolled? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that. Cause... That doesn't sound good. <laughs> I feel like... Uh... Ooh, could we say that Yora grabbed Angie's hand as well because Angie is is the scientist and, and doesn't know Yora where she is. <laughs> and Yora doesn't know how combat ready she is because she was dead the entire last combat. So she's <laughs> like, let's go. Sure. You can roll with advantage on your deck save, Angie. So roll again and take the highest. Yeah. The So the first one was a three and this one is a 16. Okay. That's much better. So, it'll play like this. Yora books it the fuck forward. Like, she's going. She can feel the ground swelling beneath her. And it seems like Angie's not picking up on it. She's just kind of... And Yora pivots backwards, grabs Angie, and tosses her forward, and then keeps going. As right as the jaws snap shut where Angie used to be. And you guys stumble into the ragged, fleshy opening of, on the side of the ship as this thing uh, swerves out of the way and fully surfaces, revealing a four digging paws, mostly a head with mostly mouth, and a massive armored carapace covered in ridges and spikes. Is this a belay? It's... it's malevolent eyes staring into the opening before digging back down underground. Yeah, that was a belay. Oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> so and, I was just thinking as we were walking up, oh my god, how lovely would it be to have a little cabin out in here? Mountains, giant. Isolation, you know, you can really come and be alone with your thoughts. I don't think that this is the real estate market I'm looking for. No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, think I don't is. think so. Would like would any of us know what that was? Slash, would I know what that was? Probably Steg would know what that was. 
Uh, they're very rare, but he knows what his people call a a grave digger when he sees one. What the fuck is that? It's it digs your grave and then puts you in it. Oh, how nice. Oh, yeah, for... I don't like that. It is efficient and deadly. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Thanks for the assist, Yora. <laughs> Appreciate it. You're way too cool to die so fast. We gotta go. <laughs> You're cool. You're way too cool. Yeah, we become best friends on this trek. Absolutely. Two women in a woman in STEM and a woman in God. Um, <laughs> a woman in we're, faith. We're besties. <laughs> so you are in the dreadnought. There is a narrow corridor uh, that spans to your left and right. Seems to be some kind of service corridor that's that shoots off into the darkness. There's a ladder next to you. Everything is lit dimly by these strange kind of fleshy lights on the wall. There is also what appears to be a an like you're gonna hate me for this. A an anus door. <laughs> it's a door that Sphincter. It's a sphincter door. <laughs> nice. That seems to pulse and undulate uh, now that you are near it. What do you guys want to do? Touch it, Steg. Open the door, please. (laughs) Why do I have to open it? Alright, so you guys are in a small uh, room with Two doors, one to your left, one to your right, and then a door down the center that is one of those irises, uh, the, the sphincter door. The There's also a ladder on the wall that seems to be made of some kind of organic or chitinous material that is built into the wall, almost like steps. It goes up to a hatch in the roof. And we can see, but just like kind of... Yeah, it's all dimly lit. Alright. Okay. Well Yora, okay. this is uh this is your rodeo. Show us where to go. Fair enough. Um Yora is going to see if she can identify anything using her abilities. Um or rather, she's gonna start by doing a perception check to see if anything is reaching out to her. That is a 10. A 10. Mm-hmm. Nothing is reaching out to you. You're kind of on your own instincts at this point. Hmm. Okay. Did you not um, know that it was kind of up near the top? Yeah. So, before we were attacked by the gravedigger, I traced the ping, I guess is what I could best call it. Um, And it was near the top of the ship. So we have to go up. Further from the ground, the better. You know, for once I'm with you. Almost on cue, you can hear the sounds of, like, Earth moving underneath (laughs) the ship. Up the ladder. Yep. 
It better not be digging a, a giant ship grave. That's all I gotta say. So you're going up the ladder? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Correct. All right. So you, you guys head up the ladder and inside is a uh, small cubby space. Another storage hatch. It appears that this is where they they are keeping some kind of uh, fluid for transportation. The fluid inside is a strange kind of metallic, undulating, spiky. It looks like ferrofluid. If you guys know what that is, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's like, a it's a magnetic, magnetic liquid. Move. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> held in these canisters, these glass canisters, that are firmly uh, attached to the hull and deck. Would I know what this is? There's also a faint clicking going coming from each one of them. Mm. Just a... Put out a call in my head. Hey, uh, any of you freeloaders know what this is? <laughs> Three letters. Uh, there's a there's a general like murmuring as they all kind of discuss with each other what's going on, and uh, one of them pipes up. You you've got me. I never seen, I've never been on one of these before. Interesting fluid. Good. Maybe it could be used for energy or something. I'm not, I'm not sure. Some kind of maybe a weapon. I don't know. All right. So we've got fuel, maybe a weapon. Mm. Maybe it's the ship's blood, considering that everything else here seems to be alive. Do you think possible? is my, just immediately spitballing, but all of the creepy crawling monsters around here, this ship doesn't seem like it's a very safe thing to have in the spine of the world. Do you think... There's no way we could know this without without destroying the ship basically but do you, maybe we could explode this we could ignite the fuel maybe I like it you said there there canisters attached to the wall is there a way to, can I I imagine Angie would be very excited about this and would want to like study the stuff is there a way to like get the canister out from the wall uh, the canisters I say canisters they're they're large they're like barrels mm -hmm. they're big uh, like filled vat. with this, yeah, like a vat, and they cover every inch of the wall and are strapped in real tight. I could probably crack by some one kind of free. like by some kind of like chitinous like bone structure. Yeah, I could right. crack one open if you want a couple of vials full. I don't know. Part of me is intrigued. The other part of me, it's moving by oh. itself. The entirety of me says we shouldn't be messing with this, Angie. Okay, let's not. Let's not. Let's but not. If, but if you want to mess with it. We're gonna help you. Who am I to say no? Yeah. The scientific pursuit is one of the greatest of all of of the people of this world. And there's a battle going on in my head of, I really want to know what this thing is, but also nobody else has gotten off the ship alive, and I would really like us to be the first ones who do. <laughs> Several good points. Maybe this is something that could be used to help us get off the ship alive. We don't know. We have no idea. 
Also, we never told the scientists to watch out for the gravedigger. Oh. Oh. Oops. Don't have a means of communication. Or do Unless we, we can get to the top. That is true. And do like a... Some sort of signal. Mike, would the Alchemist uh, Brotherhood have some sort of like communication device that like we Like sending stones? With? Or... I mean, sending scroll. They probably would have you. You would be out of range right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just right. put out a call every now and then. But okay, it's a sending so stone. It's a sending stone. But either way, this little alcove seems like it's not going to help us get to the top. So Can I we... think we should. Hmm? Sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um... It's all good. Can we remember where this is and come back to it? Mm-hmm. You sure can. It's <laughs> up to you guys, Ian. Yeah. Is there, there's nothing else in this alcove that's that's of note? Mm-mm. Okay. And are that, and are, is this these long black squares in Owlbear? Or is it just an alcove? Oh, it's it's above you. It's an It's a cubby above you. It's like a okay. storage thing about the same size as the room you're you're in below. Okay. No, the rest of this is something completely different. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, let's keep let's let's keep this in mind and keep moving. I agree. All right, which door, Yora? There's three. Left, center, left, and right. Right. Mm-hmm. So the left and right are actual doors, and then the middle one is the anus. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we should methodically go through it. You know, this is this is a ship of alien design. There's no way to really proceed except for doing it. So yours gonna go scientifically to the, the left hand one. Yeah. Right. Okay. It there's a a light tone, almost pleasant, like, Doo! and the door opens by itself. And a small storage room is revealed. This is filled with oh. uh, canisters of a different kind of fluid. This is a glowing red fluid. Found the blood. Bubbling gently. These canisters are from ground, from floor to ceiling, uh, lining one of the walls. And there appears to be nothing else inside them, just this glowing fluid. Uh, on the opposite wall is a what appears to be one of the only metal structures that you've seen this whole time. Since the floor, the floor and like the walls and stuff all seem to be like a chitinous material and like organic in nature, this is metal. It's reinforced. And it appears to go beyond, like, it looks like the bone and stuff grew around this. Is it some kind of reinforcing structure? Probably. For, oh, for like the outer hull? Probably. Or an old 
ship that was taken over by the Mind Flayers, like they that do is with their bodies. Modus yeah, they do like to take things that don't belong to them. Or maybe the ship took a hit and they plugged it up and eventually it grew back. Well, maybe if the ship just takes a long rest, it'll be fine, though. <laughs> ah, magic ship naps. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you all say that we uh, carry forth unless we want to be messing with these vials, which are rather large? No, not particularly. No. I, I, priority, priority one is the pang, and also warning our scientist friends that, um, there's a, a grave digger nearby. So go, so Yora's gonna go to the other door that's a door. Okay. On the right hand side. Or on okay. the south, rather. You can move yourself over there. Uh, this is a similar storage room. This one, however, is filled with uh, weird kind of clamshell boxes. Uh, some of them are oozing a strange, like, greenish black black fluid. These may have been damaged in the crash and are something else. Like, they, sh they look kind of important. <laughs> I don't want to be in a room with leaky alien fluids. This is true. Nope. This is true. This is true. Nope, nope. This no. is true. All right, yours gonna go up to the to the anus then. Okay. As you approach, it it slowly irises open, and almost seems to respond to you. I uh, think the ship thinks I'm an illithid. Perhaps you are. We can use that. Dun dun dun. So you guys all file Yora into this room? Yora literally turns around and goes, dun dun dun. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> we'll let you, uh, I suppose, hold the door open for us so we can all get don't through. Stop. Don't do that. <laughs> we'll play with things. <laughs> uh, so you guys head into this room. Uh, it's a long hallway lit by lamps along the ceiling and the walls. The border of which on the, each wall seems no. to be covered in like cage-like doors no. No. Uh, four of which are open they're da they were damaged in the crash and they're open so there this is, is like the break yeah there is a wet growling sound <laughs> ew uh, and you see four four forms rise up out of the uh, the strewn supplies all over the floor and you are met with these creatures oh no Oh. I have a very important question though He's are there dead. any brains around? no there are no brains around perfect okay then um, it's not as bad as it could be and uh, with a strange unearthly howling noise so you would be up here because you led the way they begin to stagger forward. These are large creatures. Uh, and you can hear and see more howling and limbs reaching through the bars of the uh, of the prison cells. Oh my gosh. As more of these creatures in, in many distinct forms, but all having that same kind of like weird 
off kilter look, the extra long limb with a with some kind of weapon built into it, the strange appendages coming off of them. A wholeheartedly alien creature. Do they look like they have noticed us? These two up front are stumbling towards you. They have noticed you. Do they have eyes? You want to look at that picture? <laughs> they have like six. <laughs> oh, that's what those little clusters are. Ew, gross. <laughs> they look like they're about to attack us. Slash, can we yes. attack them? Because all their buddies are in jail. You can attack them if you want. Could Yora reach out to them with her with her telepathy? Telepathy, sure. thank you, and see what's going on internally. Do it. Sure. All do right. a. Can I do a, just a reach out, say, or. I think it was intelligence. Maybe a. Oh. Uh, yeah, do an intelligence check. Okay, an intelligence check. Oh, shoot. Ah, yikes. That's a six. All you get inside your brain is that now familiar scream. That unearthly howling of pain and suffering and and insanity. They are in so much pain. Do you think they've been experimented on? I wouldn't put it past whatever whatever creatures made all of this happen. How much does Angie know about Mind Flayers? I mean, as much as you can know about Mind Flayers. They're an alien that no one really gets, but they're definitely scientifically inclined. They kind of like Cybermen? Uh, a lot worse than Cybermen. <laughs> you know, in, in the, like, trying to, like... No, they they're species. So when they appear on a world, they usually like to use the tentacles on the front of their ships to collect specimens, either for food or for studying with those big tentacles. And plenty of people know about elithid ceramorphs and like how elithids become elithids and everything so like that's they uh they put a brain slug in your head and it slowly transforms you into a mind flare so you don't quite it's entirely possible either way if they're not I imagine at this point if they were going to harm us they would have harmed us Maybe that's what they're trying to get in range to do. Yeah. Well, I would say... Circumnavigate them and go forwards. I think that's a great idea. Their friends are joining in. Oh. It looks like they're blocking the way. Hmm. (sighs) Well, I tried Uh to be nice. Yora, Yora is going to use thaumaturgy to you to create a loud, piercing noise right in front of the squad, and try and fight, frighten them away. Okay. 
you drop that piercing noise and they don't seem to react but it does enrage the the creatures inside the cages no uh, everyone roll for initiative as these things begin to shriek and move in aggressively all right i am going to start off by popping a short bow shot off at abomination number three okie dokie artichokey roll to hit dirty 20 that'll hit all right uh there's no one within five feet of them so i do not get sneak attack but that's okay nine piercing damage and then i will use my bonus action to hide okay that is going to be a 24 you are hidden all right just kind of tuck away in a little Alico, pretend to be a pillar. <laughs> I'm a pillar. Tag, you're up. I'm gonna approach number three. Okay. And actively avoiding the hands, because gross. Ugh. And take a swipe at him. Okay. 18. That's a hit. 23 damage of varying types. Okay. There's... Oh, whoops, I used the wrong dice for that. It's the same, 23. Okay. Three of it's lightning, and three of it's radiant. Cool beans. So the lightning and damage all courses across its body, and it howls in rage. And... Uh, that's the first abomination is going to move into attack Yora. It's going to use a multi-attack. First, it's going to slash out with that horrifying long arm that has like a bone blade on it. Let me roll for the hit. 24 to hit. Ooh, that hits. Okay, I need you to make a an athletics check for me. Alrighty. A check or a saving throw? It, it's opposing athletics checks. Oh, I see. Ooh, well that is a an eleven. Okay, it got a seventeen. So that that horrifying, like, like flesh tendril wraps around you with the crackling of bones. And then it ice picks its that bone blade into you to attach itself, dealing, weirdly enough, 17 damage. Holy moly. Boom, boom. And you are grappled. No. The second abomination is going to move up on Stag and attempt a similar Damn. attack. I thought they moved slow. I was wrong. No, you wrong. They were in their uh, latent state. 
Uh, it's going to attack. 17? Oh, yeah. 17 hits. Okay. Do uh, opposed athletics checks. Uh, oh, I rolled that with an advantage. Hello. 23. Okay. So it it fires out that gross arm to try and wrap you up as well. Uh, you manage to skitter out of the way, but it hooks you with its claw for a second and rips a long gash down your midsection, dealing 13 damage. Ouch. Three is going to attack you as well. Uh, attempting the same thing. Ugh. Post strength check. Did it hit? Yes. <laughs> it did. Okay. <laughs> A 24. You managed to dodge out of the way again. <laughs> as these things like whip these arms out at you in multiple in like quick succession, you uh you're like dodging and weaving. Taking slashes. Wow. <laughs> Three damage. <laughs> yes. That's Yora. You are grappled. Yes, I am. Thank you. I would like to use my action to uh, escape the grapple. Okay. Ooh, that is a 13. You beat it by one. Yes! Uh, so you managed to extract this bone claw out of your out of your side and like wiggle out of the the clammy tendrils that are around you uh, and drop back to the floor. Oof. Yep. Bonus action, uh, disengage and back. Oh, sorry. I grabbed stack and get back into the doorway. Okay. Grab your, grab your little token and move it back. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That is Angie. So I imagine, since I'm kind of in the back of the pack, I will pull out my clockwork pistol and shoot at the one that's in front of me that was just attacking Yora. Okay, number one. Yeah. And... <laughs> I have my profession. Oops, question mark buoyant. Yeah, you had your dexterity bonus. Thank you, which yeah. is a zero. But I do get an you, attack bonus. You get and then game. you're and then so you're that's a nine. That's, a, that's nine. a miss. Yeah. The bullet ricochets off into the into the hole the dark hold. Uh and clangs against something down down the hall. There's that. You should have a bonus action, I think. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not good with bonus actions. I don't know. Oh, wait a second. Would this have been a place to use the Bardic Inspiration? Because I didn't use it last time because Yora helped me. Like, Yeah, this would be a good place to use the Bardic Inspiration. Okay, I want to use the Bardic Inspiration and maybe change that. No, you can use those on any roll, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's good. Any D20 roll? Or any D20 roll is what okay. I mean. Right. So that makes it a 15. That's a hit. Ha! Okay, thank you. So with a, with a splack, it erupt, the skin erupts in a shower of strange fluids. Roll your damage. E1. 1d10. Okay. Six, seven, eight, eight. Damn. Eight damage. All right. Cool. It's. It howls in fury and sets its sights on you. Good times. Yeah. I think I only get one shot, right? At this level, yeah. Later on, you're gonna get more. That's abomination four. It is having a difficult time squeezing in here. Stag is now surrounded. Good. And oh. it's going to attack him with that tentacle. At with a me. crit fail. At <laughs> me. <laughs> wow. All right. That's the top of the round. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Hit it, Fluster. All right. So Fluster is going to unsheath his ice dagger. Okay. And run at abomination number one and okay. jump with an attempt to dig this dagger into one of the beast's eye clusters. Okay. Roll for the hit. All right. I can do that. I can do that. 18. That's a hit. All right. Since Stag is within five feet of this guy, I get sneak attack damage. Oh, sure yeah. do. I sure diddly do. For a total of 14 cold damage. Uh, number one? On uh, number one. Okay. It's going to rear back and howl in anger and pain. And on its turn, it'll probably attempt to attack you. That's fine. It starts to grasp at your... You're hanging from that dagger, right? Like, you're hanging yeah. from its head. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's definitely going to be trying to attack you. Like, it's scrabbling at your... It's scrabbling at you with its one good arm. Yeah, he's going to be uh, st- hanging on and trying to just wiggle his dagger in further. Stag, you're up. I would like to bonus action rage first. Wisdom saving throw. Seven. Oh. <laughs> you can feel, as you begin to rage, you can feel the bones beginning to pop and twist in your body and you you know what's coming and uh, I guess the, the rest of my turn will be spent yes okay alright someone do I'm, something 
I am trying. Just a moment, please. Uh, that is Abomination 1. Oh, no. It's going to try to get a hold of Wester. Yikes. With a 19. That hits. It's going to grab hold of Fluster with its arm and do opposed athletics checks. Alright. <laughs> I am going to use the Bardic Inspiration on this. Alright. 19? 21. Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> so it it wraps a, cl- a clammy multi-jointed hand around your waist and pulls you off of it and th- throws you across the room. Uh, I'm going to make a roll real quick. Okay. How much damage do I take first and foremost? And can I roll and- acrobatics to try and not land on my ass? Yes. Roll acrobatics to at least try to land gracefully. You are going to take... Wow. Uh, 11 damage. All right, that's a 19. Okay. Not eat shit. So you manage to (laughs) not eat shit and land roughly on a pile of boxes near a staircase that leads up. Uh, You're over there now. (laughs) Oh, boy. This bitch Uh still has my dagger in his eye, though. I need that. Yes, he does. Abomination 2 is going to attack Steg. With a 17 to hit. That's a hit. Athletic check. Twenty. Yeah, dirty 20. Dirty 20. What is your... Plus 3 decks. What's... No. What's your strength score? 18. 18? Shit. We're gonna have to reroll. <laughs> it's just did we just tie tie? We just tie tied. <laughs> you guys are grappling each other. You guys are you're fighting each other. We're gonna do another roll. Twenty two. Alright, you beat him that time. Uh he manages to do a little bit of damage. Uh nine damage. Slashing. Now five. Yeah. And three is going to do the same thing to you. With uh, 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Same thing. Do a uh, do an athletics check. 23. Wow. Holy shit. Roll an advantage. He big strong boy. That is 18 damage. Damn. Yeah. All right. They hit hard. Until they hit for only three. Until they hit for only three and get get a one on every die. <laughs> Yora, that's that's you. Ciao. Amazing. So, question for the DM. Mm-hmm. Would. Uh, 
And would these be considered humanoids? No. No? Ow. Okay. Well, let's see. I'm going to measure the distance. These are technically abominations. Hmm. Okay. Well, then. Yora is going to hold up her holy symbol. Okay. And ask the Moon Mother. She's going to say, Moon Mother. Guide us through these alien lands, for your light shines throughout the world. And hold it up and cast a bless on everybody except for Fwester, because Fwester is out of reach, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, that works. Everybody's got everybody's blessed up. Bless up, bless up. Bless up, bless up. And you're going to stay in the same spot? Yes. Yes, I will. Angie, you are up. Okay. What does blessing mean? What was that? You get a D4 so when you a D20 roll. Mm-hmm. If it's an attack or a saving throw for the next minute, you get a 1D4 added. No skill checks? No skill checks. Oh, okay. No skill checks. Attacks or saving throws only. 1D4. Okay, cool. Since she is a shy interest. Uh, yeah, the only thing I have is my gun. So, I'm gonna shoot somebody. I'll try to. They're all right there. Mm hmm. I'm, um, I'm still gonna go with one, I think. Okay. We're, we're just attacking him, I guess. Oakley Doakley. Yeah. 18? 18 to hit? Yeah, that's a hit. And then 1d10 plus 2. 10. 10? Mm-hmm. Another damage. Uh, sh- damage. Yeah, another shot rings out and it reels back in pain, pouring out that, that mixture of fluids. And it's it's fully enraged now. It's It's coming in your direction. Yeah. Uh, the fourth abomination is going to squeeze past Stag here and attempt to help its brethren. Uh, is it still and, in range? No, you're going to make an opportunity attack. Good deal. How's an 18 sound? That sounds like a hit to me. Since he's halfway in the middle, between like a transformation, how do you want to do that? Do you want to do it as a weapon attack? Is a as a? I would say attack? I would I would still say you have your you would still have your faculties right now. Like you're swinging your axe right now. Okay. Maybe you throw your axe. That is going to be twenty-six damage. Okay. Four of it radiant. Sounds good to be. Seven of it lightning. Sounds perfect. Wow. 
cool. So that thing's going to get struck from behind. Did you throw the axe? Yeah. It's just going to have the axe embedded in its back. It's going to roar in rage and then lash out at Angie. Wow. With a nat 20. <laughs> Make an athletics check. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, 17. Okay, so you're not going to get constricted. Hey! But... But he will hurt me. Yeah. What you got? 18 damage. Ooh. Which is... Which is... Very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Seeing as on his normal roll, he can do 18 damage, which would have made it 36. <laughs> Yikes. But he rolled a 9, so he gets 18. Oh, that's good. I'm still up, so... <laughs> Oi. Yeah, so it lashes out at you. Uh, it shoots that thing, that arm at you, and it slashes you up. And then when it retracts it, it slashes you again. You just kind of weren't ready for that amount of aggression. And that is Fwester picking himself up, dusting himself off. So I landed <laughs> on some boxes? Yes. Can I quickly see what is inside of these boxes? Uh, it looks like bits and pieces of humanoid bodies. That doesn't... Hmm. I don't know if these things eat humanoid bodies or not. Do I risk trying to bait them? That's a question. And I think the answer is I don't. <laughs> because I need to get some of these dudes off of... Dag. How far away is that? That is 40 feet away. My bow can shoot 80 feet without disadvantage. So I'm going to pop a shot off at number two. Number two. Okay. Number two. For a net 20. Wow. wow. All right. So that is going to be 4d6. So that's that's a max roll and then your and then your your yeah. crit roll. Oh yeah, and I double my sneak attack dice as well and those are maxed. Mhm. And those are maxed. All right. So that's going to be 18 to start with plus mm -hmm. another 3d6. Mhm. So that is going to be 24 plus 3. Mhm. So 27. 27, and then... Uh, and then I'm going your, to use... Your uh, base roll attack, you didn't... You didn't do your uh, your normal... The arrow damage, basically. I did. Because you six. So I did oh. uh, 3d6, which is my arrow. Oh, 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 oh okay, I got you. Yeah. We were thinking 3d6 attack. was your sneak attack damage. Not yet. Mm -hmm. Next level, though. And then I will do 1d6 of damage to number one. Uh, with my Phantom Rogue ability. Okay. So he is going to take four necrotic damage as the spirits oh, okay. lash out against him. Hey. Okay. How much damage did you do to number two? Uh, 27 total. Woo! 
Ah, damn. So, your arrow arcs out and and stabs into this thing's, like, cranial area and just a shudder runs through its body. And it's not dead, but it's, like, losing its faculties. And, you, and then there's, like, a ghostly whiplash out of it and it strikes the... Uh, abomination number one and like its head slides sideways and it's cleaved in half oh ho, ho. let's go okay stag you're up I'm gonna go after the one that attacked me first the numero three okay Stag, your uh, transformation is complete. Yes. And you are not a bear. You're in your hybrid form. A humanoid bear with kind of a golden tawny fur. Oh. Uh, Yeah. They're uh, in in reality, they're called ghost bears. Like in real life, they're called ghost bears. It's like a blonde polar bear. Very, very rare. <laughs> but they're very interesting. Yeah, so you you maintain all of your faculties, all of that stuff. Uh, your strength oh. is the same. Uh, you have heightened senses. Uh, so if you want to look up the werebear stats at some point, you can use those heightened uh, abilities. I have them pulled up. Okay, I already. thought so. I'm going to look down and be kind of surprised where I'm not just a, a mindless beast. Mm-hmm. You have like clawed hands, but they're definitely like, like humanoid. Ooh, he's got thumbs. I have clawed thumbs. Yeah, basically like bear paws with thumbs. Well, let's test him out. Okay. I'm going to try and sink my claws into this uh, number three, this nasty boy next to me. Yep. And well, we'll see what happens. Hmm. 23. That's a hit. Ooh, max damage. 16 plus... 24 damage from the claw. And can I... Oh, I can do that twice, can't I? As a hybrid. So you, uh... You swipe out with that claw and, uh, like, basically wipe this thing's face off of its face. And... in a splash of gore, and it collapses to the ground. In that case, I want to... I'll use the rest of my action to throw it at number two to try and knock it off balance. The corpse? Yes. All right. I'll make an athletics check for it. Sure. A 25. Man, it rolled really high and it still didn't beat that. I rolled Um, an 18 and 19. 
he rolled an 18. <laughs> so yeah, you toss it and it causes the abomination abomination number two to stumble. All right. Abomination one is dead. Abomination two is alive. It's stumbling, so it's going to have to use half of its movement to regain its footing. And then it's going to lash out at you. It wasn't going to move anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, 17 to hit. I believe so. I think you just... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 17 damage. Do an athletics check. Opposed athletics check. Uh-oh. 20? 21. Oh! You are grappled by this creature as it digs that ice, that that pickaxe of a bone thing into your body and starts to squeeze. And how much damage, you said? 17. Okay. Shouldn't have made it mad. No. Uh, Yora, you're up. So, how is number four looking? Abomination four. It's definitely hurt pretty badly. Okay. Yora is going to uh, take out her mace. Oh, here we go. Engage with the uh, with the dude, or with the abomination. And I think what she would do because it's large, right? Yes. So she's going to take her mace and swing it at those knees and try and cripple the legs. Oh, okay. Sweep the knee. Sweep the knee. Let's see. So that is, ooh, a 22 to hit. Damn, that's a hit. Mm, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And then it's a 1d6 plus 2 damage. Uh, so that's four. Four damage, but I just take a whack at those knees. It definitely howls in frustration and anger. And turns its sights to you. Angie, you're up. Cool. So I'm gonna aim my gun at his head and... Okay. Execute him. Get him. How much was blessed? Can I use it on this? That's so an attack 1D4. roll. So yes. 1d4, yeah. Yes. Oh, shit. I had... Oh, <sighs> and inspiration that I could have used. It was the triangle, right? Okay. Yes. Little pyramid. And it's the one facing you and up, question mark? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's not going to do shit. That's a six total. Oh my god. Yeah. Eesh. Yeah. Link. So this is like Angie's first time being in a real, like second time being in a real fight. And it's been like two days. This is stressful, girl. Like, <laughs> you're a scientist, yo. I mean, this is terrible. So you, you hold your pistol that you built and have only just recently actually used. You just go, and like look away and fire. And it just <laughs> into the the bowels of the 
of the room. Uh, Fwester, like, ducks as it zings by his head. Sorry. <laughs> Abomination 4 is going to attack Yora for hitting it in the knee. I don't think it needs to. <laughs> wow, a five. <laughs> well, a five? That, yeah, it didn't. It didn't need it to. It knew it didn't need, it didn't to. need to. So it's starting to, like, tilt sideways. You, like, broke its knee. And so it's, like, tilting sideways and lashes out with that tendril and carves into the wall next to you as you kind of, like, juke out of the way. Uh, that's Fester. Boy, oh boy. Who is just ducked from getting shot. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. What? <laughs> But it looks like Steg is in trouble still. Of course. So of course. I'm going to pop another shot off uh, this time at Abomination number two. Okay. My short bow is doing very well for me this combat. Yes, it is. That is going to be a 17 to hit. Uh, that's a hit. Excellent. So he is going to take 3d6 damage. Certain Steg is being grabbed, so I assume he's adjacent. It's fair to assume. Yes. I'd assume 15 piercing damage. Uh, your arrow pierces through both eyes, like through the brain, and it collapses. Steg, you can feel the tendril loosen around you as it falls to the ground. Ah, uh, good. Anyone else going to do some work? <laughs> <laughs> Thought we were in this together. <laughs> Wester's getting full on cocky now. I'm not sure you will do that. Oh, my back. It hurts from carrying this fucking team. Oh, no. It's so bad for me. <laughs> That's Steg. Uh, he's gonna... He's gonna go behind. These things have backs, right? It's just a front. Okay. So it's just, <laughs> just 360 degrees around. Got it. Yeah, it's just a front. It's, it's facing Yora and Angie, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. It doesn't have a back. I mean, I don't know. It didn't look like it had eyes. But it's only it had like seven. Just a front. They're like, what, 10 feet tallish? Yeah. All right, Steg's going to jump on the back of the last remaining one. Where your axe is still embedded? Yeah. And try to tear his neck out from behind. Whoa! Okay. You want me to just do an attack or an athletics check to get up there? Do an athletics check to get up there, and then a an attack using your... Uh, bite. Your your bite? Okay, your I bite. You have a bite attack. Okay. Yeah. It's a dirty 20 to get that's up it. there. And since I'm on him, I think that's advantage, right? Yeah. That is a 20 something, 25 to hit. That's a hit. Alrighty. Let's do. That is an 18 piercing damage. 
you bite down and you can feel the the alien spine uh, with your jaws and you do a quick jerking motion of your head and rip it right out. Oh. Uh, the creature oh. goes limp and drops to the ground. For if Wester talking shit, he's going to spit the neck chunk at him. <laughs> that is combat, y'all. Those creatures still trapped inside the cages are howling at the smell of the viscous fluids that are now pooled on the ground uh, and the corpses of their fellow monstrosities. The whole uh, ship shudders as the engines sound like they're trying to start up. Oh, I don't, I don't think we should let that happen. And the lights flicker as power surges through the ship. And that's where we'll end our session. Ah! Oh, boy. oh that's bad news. Yeah, that's real bad news. Yes. No good. Uh, woof. What a session. Nasty, gnarly monsters, terrible, just unearthly alien ships. And terrible. Why would you do that? This is a terrible place to be. Uh, Did you recently watch Dune? I mean, like a few weeks ago. Okay. (laughs) When it it came out, (laughs) (laughs) it was really good. (laughs) I loved it. Um, guys, plug your pluggables. Boy, oh boy. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can go ahead and follow me at authorized entry. Uh, I post the occasional picture of my pets asleep and sometimes artsy stuff. Overall, pretty fun. You can keep up with me. You can DM me if you want. I'm usually open to answering questions, so feel free. You can find me at Canus, C-A-I-N-U-S, at Instagram. Uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. Every time you guys are sending me like follow requests and stuff, you're letting me know who you are. That's a great job. Thank you very much. Continue asking me questions and things. I do like that. Um, uh, if you Okay, I need to reiterate. If you speak a different language, I am a horrible person and don't know different languages and I apologize so if there is a way that you could reiterate who you are and what you're coming where you're coming from or you know who you are or the podcast um, I I got a lot of stuff in different languages so mostly Spanish which I'm bad at so just put brutal critical in the actual thing and I'll we'll we'll talk. <laughs> I don't speak more than I speak very broken Spanish. So I appreciate you guys following and understanding English. English. I barely speak English. So like I appreciate appreciate you guys following and listening to the podcast. Um, I'm a bad person and don't know Spanish. So uh, yeah, just hit me up. Try to try to let's break this communication and language barrier. You can also find us at tpk.k 
Games on Instagram. Uh, that's just open for you to follow whenever you want. Uh, and then you can also find us on patreon.com slash tpkg. We love it. We love that it has all kinds of uh, extra goodies for you. Nikki can attest to that. Uh, it's got some fun stuff on it. We're putting, I'm going to start releasing more of the music that we create for the podcast on there, as well as some other fun goodies that our only patrons can access. Uh, did I forget anything? Hmm. No. We do Twitch streaming occasionally, or we're going to start to as soon as we can, I can get some solid leads on some people who want to game. Uh, that's just regular gaming, preferably horror games, uh, just because it's fun to watch us scream like little girls. So uh, we're going to be doing that. So if you want to follow us at Brutal Critical on Twitch, that would be great. Uh, that's does it until we can get uh, a partnership thing. That's just going to be us gaming. That's not anything special. <laughs> it's just fun. Uh, just for giggles. Yep. Gordon? Uh, you can find us at games underscore TPK on Twitter, or you can find me while I shitpost everything that Sam does at unauthorized entry. And I, as we were recording this, found out that uh, he has posted something new that I can take and put a horrible filter over. <laughs> I made sure not to tell you this time, but... It's too late. Even I'll find silence. it. Even silence doesn't work. I'll find it. Nikki, plug yourself, please. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I'm mostly on Instagram, but I also have a website. Um, all of my media is Nikki Reynolds Media. It's N-I-K-I, because that's how my parents decided to spell my name. Nikki Reynolds Media. Uh, Instagram, Twitch. And dot com. And dot com. Nikki, yeah. what times do you stream on Twitch? When my brain decides to be nice to me and do not have the depression juices going on. Uh, <laughs> um, a smattering uh, of serotonin. Right, so not recently. But when I am feeling like it, um, typically Mondays and Thursdays from 2 to 5, but not in December because I need to make money. Truth. Truth. Make that bank. Savvy Sav. Well, you can find me at Merrily Sav on Instagram. That is at M E R R I L Y S A V on Instagram. And my additional plug for the week is if you're looking for some sort of sign or anything like that to uh, take those next steps to improve yourself, this is it. You know what you're thinking about right now. I want you to feel empowered to walk away from this podcast to do that thing. So if I, just go if I can do it. Just do it. Just do it. Nobody's gonna. Nobody. Just do it for you. It's okay. That's it. I will go learn Spanish. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you better. God. You better. <laughs> I will personally buy you Rosetta Stone if I have to. Oh. Okay. Well, I know what I want for Christmas. <laughs> the Rosetta Stone. Yes. The, the, Rosetta. the Rosetta Stone. If someone can mail that to us, 
<laughs> if someone could go and steal it from the Smithsonian or wherever it is and <laughs> mail it to us, uh, that Just, would be great. Uh, yeah. Send us a DM and uh, we'll tell you where to mail it. <laughs> <laughs> and how to avoid the FBI. <laughs> oh, no, avoiding the FBI is on you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, our tips for avoiding the FBI are only good if you join the Patreon. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't ah. give you, we'll we won't give you any video. tips. We won't give you any tips unless you, you're you a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> uh, guys, good episode. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we love you. Remember to take care of yourselves. And as always, keep on rowing. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. You're muted, Nikki. Do it again. I'm not. No, I'm not. Do it again. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh.